0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai,
1: there's joy in every journey. Shouldn't you be at home... saved the penalty here on Wednesday, and he saves another one!
0: Delightful ball again by Barnes-McMahon
1: in for Biersley! Ken Rice with the throw, headed on by Devin White, Peacock's there and Peacock with a magnificent goal!
0: Now, you know him better than
2: anybody Bobby. do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes.
1: Oh, and he hasn't! No!
3: Hello and welcome to now that's what I call quickly, Kevin. This is Volume Ten. I'm Chris Skull and joining me, Josh Whitaker. Hello, and we've got a brand new Regen Director podcast. Please welcome Nigel Marden. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> how are you? I do you know what I suddenly panicked then that Nigel Marden was an actual footballer. Might be. Uh, how are you both? Yeah, great. You're good. Okay? You okay, surviving? Oh uh, yeah, all fine
2: all fine here i want to talk to you about um football books i thought a fun thing we could do is kind of recommend because people will be reading football books i'm currently reading inverting the pyramid by jonathan wilson which i've always meant to read and um i'd say i am thoroughly enjoying it at 80 percent and 20 percent not understanding what's going on at all i feel like i'm not clever enough i i don't understand formations that aren't 4-4-2 352 stroke 532 or 433 that's it for me i don't understand what the wm is i don't know what the 253 is half the positions i've never heard of i don't know what an inside forward is it's too late for me what i enjoy about it is there's so many great kind of the characters and the stories and the people that have gone to countries and how countries cultures and football has developed absolutely fascinates me and then it goes so then he dropped the inside forward slightly further back, turning the WN into more of a WW. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> what do these words mean? What Have you read it, Michael? And did you understand it? If you're honest with you. Yeah, I,
0: no, no I, I genuinely... I mean, I had to do some uh, extra reading around it, but I it's. I think it's the best football book ever written. That, oh, that's how oh, I, highly... I
2: enjoy it, like, it, but it's not the best football book ever written. Do you want the best football books ever written? I'll give them to you. On a, Damned United. Which is a phenomenal book, unbelievable book.
0: It's brilliant, but I, I think it has its reputation has been tarnished subsequently. By what? Well, by what? By the by the fact that so much of it is made up.
2: Yeah, and, but that's, and, that's and, and he was
0: successfully sued by the people he wrote about in that you might, book. You it's also you don't like the crown because it's so. <laughs> 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 well, if you if you want my take, I don't like the crown. You don't like Did the, the crown. queen? Actually, say that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for the crown. There's not enough formation chat in the crowd. <laughs> oh, so
2: uh, brilliant! Orange by David Winner is unbelievable. Have you read that? Yeah, that, that's that is fantastic. the history of Dutch football. That is amazing, and obviously, it's Fever Pitch is the ultimate text uh, where it all really started going well. What What would your favourite ones be?
3: Roy Ke- Roy Keane's autobiography is fantastic. Is that the one where he has a go at Haaland? Yeah, has a go at everyone. <laughs> Remember, Steve, Steve McManaman released an autobiography about his time at Real Madrid called El Maca. That's oh, yeah.
0: sensational. I, I love that. was a really good book.
3: What about you, Michael?
0: Uh, well, obviously, Inverting the Pyramid. Uh, there's a really great one about football scouts called, I think it's called The Nowhere Men. Oh, that um, is
2: such a good book. That's so good.
0: It's so bleak, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, yeah. read it. I don't want to sort of give you any spoilers, but my favourite chapter in that is a sort of it's about uh, David Moyes' time at Everton and the kind of scouting network that they had set up at that club and the kind of like the tiers and the structure in terms of like first team players, players that could come through to follow them, young players that would follow them. And I genuinely now use that as the template when I play football manager. absolutely (laughs) pathetic I print out like my formation my chosen formation and then I write in like coloured pens the players that I've got players that I want to move on players I think will come through players that I'm scouting
3: that is unbelievable I absolutely love that Um, speaking of great literature Michael please can you hit the Richard Keyes sting it it it
0: it it was just banter it 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 was just banter, 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 banter. It was just banter, 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 banter. It's just a little bit of fun.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna read you now some fantastic blogging literature from a journalist called Richard Keys. This is a blog post from Saturday, uh, from Friday, the twenty seventh of September, twenty nineteen, and it is, what is it about Qatar that the English can't stand? I can give you a few things, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you ten to get you started. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is the body of the blog. I'll only read a little bit out. Okay. So I owe Woodsy, so called on our Twitter handle, an apology. Listening to Talk Sport, the world's greatest sports radio station, on Friday morning, I mistook Laura for the actual host, Natalie Sawyer. So I'm not sure there's much of an apology in there anyway. Yeah. He says, I don't know either girl, but I'm told Laura is studious and hardworking that she does her homework. Plainly, that's in stark contrast to Natalie, who is offering her misinformed, misguided opinions about Qatar quite openly and forcefully while sitting in for Jim White.
2: We, we, should, do, we should do general readings of Richard Key's blog. It's kind of literary... I think that's what we should definitely bring in from next week. because Can I ask a few questions on that? Who, in the name of all that is holy, is sitting in Qatar and listening to a feed of talk sport? With all due respect to TalkSport, <laughs> you don't seek it out when you're abroad.
0: I think Richard Keyes is doing the sort of the professional equivalent of going through an ex-girlfriend's Instagram page. It's <laughs> yeah. like, mate, let, let it go, mate, let it go. It's like he's going through
3: an ex-girlfriend's Instagram page and then commenting on the pictures about why they're <laughs> wrong.
2: <laughs> so he's listening live or he's either playing back. He's not decided to listen by appointment, to a show he likes on talk sports. He's listening to someone who he doesn't even understand who the presenter is. Like he's listening to a show and he's got, he thinks the sitting the standing presenter is the wrong
3: person. Just this, this blog is superb. He ends two paragraphs with the phrase, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> this, this paragraph is sensational. Um, It'll be too hot. I still hear people screaming. Not in September it won't, and if for some unusual reason it is, the statements will be called to deal with it.
2: So what does he... Does he, does he deal with the human rights issues? Uh,
3: no, no. I mean, it's it's fantastic read. It's fairly long. I, I, I commend it to your attention. OK, um, if anyone wants to send in their favourite bits of Richard Key's blog, this is how you get in touch. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com.
0: Okay, Michael, what have we got in store this episode? First up, Ivor Graham joins us for a little snippet of the second Steve Barnes book, Sweeper. Okay, so shall we start? Do you want to hear about the the cover? Oh, yes, please. The cover is far more interesting. The first
2: one was just a footballer stabbed
3: but um, they the wrong aspect ratio so the player that was lying dead on the pitch appears to be really tiny yeah like, oh yep. no is he, the player I on the think, pitch is massive I think the player was a
0: giant they stabbed <laughs> the a giant that's a
3: giant dead player in the pitch and <laughs> also in, that, in the book he dies in the dressing room not the pitch Yeah. So yes. like it's well, so that unrelated one, that one
0: assumes.
2: is too unrelated I'd say he swung too far the other way with this artwork <laughs> because um, the whole book is about unravelling a plot and all of the key features of the plot are on the cover yep. that really give away the journey that is only unravelled after 110 pages like one of those trailer spoilers that you see
1: it's Exactly. there's, there's too the much in it meats, I'm a big yeah. fan of the minimal you know you you've got to watch Josh on tour it's a picture of Josh just stood against a wall it's not a picture of Josh holding a tub of jam a, a, a teapot <laughs> <laughs> he's in a tent and yet yeah, this
2: why to- don't we so save no why don't we save it and we'll read it out after you know what the story is ok
3: So that we don't blow it for everyone. Okay. Okay. Chapter one, page one.
2: I'll just read the intro. It's worth reading the intro. Six o'clock. New sentence. (laughs) Thursday. New sentence. And paragraph. (laughs) December. New sentence. And paragraph. Soon to be Christmas. New sentence. Crunch time in soccer new sentence and paragraph. Well, early on, by the way, um, Steve Bruce always tries to get his eye back in
0: with the difference between the space and the return. <laughs> well, my first question, uh, Steve Bruce, who was an English central defending stalwart, has controversially chosen the word soccer Uh, throughout
2: the book I've I've circled it with the word soccer throughout the book
0: do you think he has ambitions of a a wider international market when it came to this 100% really
1: I was thinking that what do you think Ivo? did you pick up on it I think it's very odd but then it's sort of in keeping with how he describes lots of other worlds which is that as if he's just googled them and directly just copy and pasted the key details about that particular industry from Google.
2: Because he he also refers to the division they're in as the Nationwide League First Division. Yeah, I've been... Which no one has ever... He also yeah. refers to it as the Carling Premiership at one point. He specifically observes
0: the correct terminology <laughs> too much. I, I don't want to pick at this thread too early, but because
1: I want to believe that Steve
0: Bruce wrote, wrote these books. I know he's
1: written it. I believe he's written it. I don't think an American ghostwriter is going to tread so carefully around a semi-fictionalised world of northern place names.
0: Just the thought...
1: <laughs> the thought of this book hitting, hitting home in Los Angeles in New York, even with the original place names, let alone with a bunch of uh, Yankee soccer lovers saying, so is Lettersford Huddersfield? Or, uh...
2: <laughs> well, where's, where's Jonathan Franson been for the last three months? Oh, he's... he's... <laughs> Ghostwriting and all for Steve Price. So, it starts. Well, do, you, do you want to set us off, Ivo?
1: Yeah, so it's, um, it's Christmas. Uh, it's, uh, it's a busy time of year. The the background narrative of having to go Christmas shopping with his wife for his kids, it's never far from his mind. Yeah. No matter how frenetic an action scrape he gets drawn into, still, he still he needs to get to the shops before closing time. <laughs> There's fixture congestion. They're on, on the promotion trail. But things are far from secure. He's got the trust of his chairman. He's uh, cheated death once already this calendar year. But uh, there's still a lot of pressure.
2: And then, so that's the situation. So straight off, first chapter, he walks down the tunnel, it's night time. He goes out and uh, onto the pitch, because he's at the ground. And uh, he finds the groundsman, Old Sam. Right. What? What they, old Sam they, have, they have a chat, yeah? yeah. Steve Barnes says, uh, makes it me wish I was still playing, Sam, I said. To which Sam replies, age, Anodomini. <laughs> <laughs> it catches up with all of us. Uh, no, I've never heard anyone refer to age or time <laughs> yeah. as domini. Is that what it means? I, I, I thought it meant
3: it's kind after,
1: of... A new, but yeah, no exactly I think he's
2: got a... A vague term that he thinks the passage of time means. Yeah.
1: How many Latin phrases about time that can there be? This is clearly entirely appropriate. Age BC. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so um. then um, they have a chat about... Um, Sam was referring to the spot of bother I had some months earlier when I'd been under suspicion and even for a week under arrest for murder. And then next to that he's put an asterisk. You go down to the bottom of the page there's an asterisk
1: saying... Um, this story is told in Stryker by Steve Bruce. <laughs> thought that there is anyone in the world reading Sweeper with no prior knowledge that there was another book. Bloody hell. How many people do you reckon I had to drop out of here and go? go I've got to go back on eBay again. Imagine
2: if in the, in the Harry Potter books, every time it referred back, <laughs> this was told in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> right, so they have a talk about time and then what happens to cut a long story short well, we, we should, we oh, should
1: establish a... uh, that um, Sam we get a little bit of Sam's backstory here so he's the club janitor oh, yeah. and uh, he's the
3: janitor and the groundsman he's... Oh, that, sorry he's the janitor, oh, he's,
1: the janitor. Oh, okay. he's the janitor sorry
3: What's he doing now on the pitch? He's cleaning the bogs.
1: I think he's got... Uh, I think it, I think the pitch is his... Domin- I don't think that's too unthinkable that someone would be challenging. I'm just in. going to tell you now, Scott, if that's the kind of issue you have, <laughs> yeah. you're really not going to be able to enjoy the whole book because yeah. that's the least of your problems. Yeah. Although, ironically, I that is a sort of a Barnes-esque forensic analysis. Like, this could be in the middle of a gun battle and Steve <laughs> Barnes would be thinking... What was the janitor doing on the pitch? <laughs> I mean. So um, Sam says to Steve Barnes, I started here when I was 15, straight from school, and now I'm 65. You don't need a calculator to work that out. At which point Steve says, I did a quick sum. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years. You've had a good spell, Sam. So the, the cogs are ticking as, uh, as as regularly as ever. So this guy's been here for 50 years uh, at the club and he's on the verge of retirement uh, he was nearly fired along with a load of other club staff uh, a few m- months beforehand um, but he's nearing the end Just of Just so tenure. you know
2: if you think that is a point that you need to remember it's absolutely needless No There is no need for there to have been almost a cull of Sam's
1: job. It never comes up again. Right. It has nothing to do with anything. But it's a lovely little insight, and not the first and not the last, into uh, just the, the workings of a football club. Yeah. The fact that uh, who was it who was going to fire Sam prematurely before his retirement? The new men in suits. Who saved <laughs> his job? The lovely chairman, Sir Lawrence, an astute and successful businessman with a heart. <laughs> so, and that's the conflict at the heart of any football club. By
2: the way, that is, isn't Ivo describing Sir Lawrence. That is the exact word Steve Barnes (laughs) (laughs) uses. So, then, Steve Barnes walks down the tunnel. As I strode down the passage to the main reception, he hears a sound. At first, he thinks he's door banging as Sam closed it. But it was accompanied by a cry. He goes back out. Old Sam is lying down. He's clearly in distress. He's having a convulsion. Now, this is where I think Steve Barnes... It's kind of brushed over but there's, there's an argument he could be charged for manslaughter because what Steve Barnes decides is that even though he says he has, he has little first aid training he, Sam is clearly having an epileptic fit so he takes him into the reception the receptionist says I'll ring an ambulance Steve Barnes says no don't do that he's having an epileptic fit we'll just be kind of wasting their time so, so, so Steve Barnes
1: has self-diagnosed him he self-diagnosed him as having an epileptic fit And he specifically said the the just fantastic sentence, people who suffer from epilepsy get fed up of waking up in hospital. Which, I don't know, I've never had epilepsy. I can imagine that might be a problem for some people. But I'll tell you who also gets really fed up, people who don't have epilepsy, not being taken to hospital when they're visibly dying or something else. I think, no harm in a bit of caution, Steve. But it's a busy time of year.
2: So, uh, remembering his old first aid training, he unfastens uh, Sam's buttons on the shirt front. There's a tattoo on his upper arm of some kind of flag. Oh, Mm. dude. Yeah, know that one down. But he says, I wasn't interested in tattoos. All I wanted to do was help him breathe easier. Hasn't called an ambulance by this point. (laughs) So then,
1: basically, he dies.
3: (laughs) Oh, what's that? Old Sam's yeah. dead. Old
1: Sam Old oh, Sam's dead. So close I was not to, expecting that So close to retirement. A real series of twists for old Sam. Nearly gets fired, keeps his job, then dies. It's <laughs> There's it's-
2: a bit also here where basically Steve Barnes begins imploring the receptionist Ring an ambulance, I said between breaths. Tell them it's an emergency. Steve, mate, (laughs) it was an emergency five minutes ago when you were worrying about NHS bed space.
1: (laughs) Well, he he calls for the ambulance immediately after trying to give Sam the kiss of life, which presumably is Steve's, like, you know, emergency. That'll work. And it's when Steve is unable to save him himself that times some trained medical professionals.
2: So he's still alive at this point. The ambulance arrives in less than ten minutes. So they leave the stadium, (laughs) Sam in the ambulance. How does (laughs)
1: Steve leave? Uh, Steve, Steve uh, luckily has a vehicle of his own on hand to follow the oh, ambulance. Oh, here we in. go. And dare I say it's actually faster than your, your average bog-standard ambulance. <laughs> it's none other than an XJ8 3.2 sports version, V-Reg. Uh, as I drove fast in the infirmary, following the ambulance as it cut a swathe through the traffic, I wasn't thinking of power-assisted steering and speed-sensitive variable ratios. <laughs> I was considering how life can be sweet one minute and suddenly, without warning, we are dead. <laughs> It's quite clear that he's thinking both of those things. Sure, he is musing on mortality, but he's still thinking, I'll tell you what, I do like While I'm Alive. This lovely Paris
0: <laughs> And finally, it's Ivo again for the last book in the Steve Barnes trilogy, Defender. So, Steve
2: Bruce's Defender, the third book in the uh, Steve Barnes trilogy. Yes. Me and Ivo have read it. Uh, Michael and Chris, you've still not read any of them, but you certainly you're across them. I feel like I've lived it. I don't think you need to know much about the first two to enjoy Defender. Enjoys the network
1: to understand (laughs) Defender. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to take the peculiar claustrophobic enjoyment yeah. you get from 70 pages of a Steve Barnes novel. Yeah. Um, I think, well, as ever, as he did in the last one, he'll, they'll occasionally be the most loose of references to events yeah. in the previous books with a footnote recommending that you seek out Stryker <laughs> and tweet the Buckyman. You know? But it's, it's the most cursory reference to it. Yeah. You'd think that you either wouldn't mention it at all and treat it as a standalone new novel or, you know, the whole history of the character would hang over it a lot more and he'd be a lot less inclined. you
2: would totally think that, particularly because this is in the... uh the run-in of the exact same season where the first two murders have taken place. But this is all... <laughs> hang <you> on, <laughs> whoa! This is all in the same season? It's all in the same season. But I season. thought the
3: first book ends in a big cliffhanging
2: game. Yeah, it does, the but the it's season. an early season game. It's <laughs> an early season game.
1: But it's, and then, that's the talent of Bruce. He's yeah. able to make you care so much about those late August fixtures.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a six-pointer in late August? So this is later in the season. But <laughs> you'd think the fact there'd been two murders... Related to the club, one to a player, one to a caretaker, would then when a well, I can say a player goes missing, you'd think the murders would hang heavier over the narrative. Yeah.
1: <laughs> can we have a but quick it's barely mentioned Ledgersford as a as a club and a community has a phenomenal ability to reset. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
2: shall we start? It starts chapter one. Uh, Steve Barnes is still manager of Ledersford. They are. Gunning for promotion, despite the fact two murders have been committed <laughs> around
1: the club that season, their league form has held up, which they're, I wouldn't have expected. But not sort of, they, they haven't been so defiant that they're absolutely storming the league. No, it's, f- a sort of, it's an astonishingly quite good season. Yeah. So there's been, there's been crime, there's been death. And they're about fifth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've done very well up to Christmas, then it's kind of fallen off, fallen off a cliff a bit due to injuries. Um, and, and death. As he says, uh, their problems are a lack of goal and a weak defence. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they're, they're looking to take three points from their game against Brideford. Brideford are in a classic Steve Bruce
1: is on Monday, because he never plays on a Saturday yeah. for some reason. It's a Monday night fixture against Brideford. The fact that it's a Monday night fixture is referred to so much. He's constantly feeling a great sense of relief yes. uh, that he's able to get more done because he's got that bonus bit of weekend. <laughs> Did lower league teams ever play on a Monday night, or is that...? well? It's interesting you say that, because there's no mention of Sky. Right. There's no mention of, like, international fixtures moving it. Yeah. There's no mention of the away fans having an absolute nightmare return home. <laughs> the last train to <laughs> Brideford being a 9.05. <laughs> <laughs> and there's... Yeah, and there's no mention of why it's on the Monday, no. Right. In fact, I'd say he, he, he's not even completely committed to it, because at <clears> one point in the book, unless I've made a mistake, he forgets and he refers to it as being on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I, If I had to speculate,
2: I'd say in Steve Bruce's office, he's got a plan of what needs to happen in the plot and he's realised that it needs to last for more than seven days.
1: So he's had to move the fixture to Monday to allow the plot to play out. <laughs> oh, up. I see. He so you knows he doesn't have a full fortnight's worth of narrative. Which, like, it can't be the following Saturday. <laughs>
2: he could have made it a Tuesday night fixture with the Saturday off for international... He couldn't have had the international break, there
1: because then it would have actually... Damaged the plot. Well, particularly in a novel as international as this one. And that's, I'd say, the big leap forward in Defender. Okay, so do you want to start us off, Ivo, with what... uh... Well, we're straight in with the club's objective. Uh, For God's sake, do we want promotion or don't we? Promotion, the forbidden word.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was the best of times, it
1: was the worst of times. And I don't... I, I think if you want to get promoted uh, and, and you're into the last they've got I think six games left of the season I think you probably are talking about it all the time yes. I don't think that's a, but it starts off with this incredibly superstitious emphasis on not mentioning promotion uh, at, at, at any cost yeah the Pretty search much for the promotion of the muck- of the, championship. <laughs> 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 uh, the the search for promotion is the club's grand strategy but it cannot be allowed to intrude into every aspect of life and certainly not as far as every minute on the training ground I'd say you can mention it at training, but <laughs> uh, anyway. But they want to get three points from Brideford next Monday. So what it starts with is
2: uh, their Brazilian defender Cabral. He's a very talented Brazilian defender, but he's a liability. brings a As yeah. raft of personal issues. Yeah, he's standing. a kind of he's a kind of Balotelli, I suppose. Okay. Or a, You know, there's various probably based on Emerson, I'd guess. <laughs> right. At that stage, that kind of player. This, so we, this
3: feels like a good moment to talk about the cover of the book, which yes. is. Uh, the, the statue of Jesus in Rio, is
1: yep. it not? Christ the Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer, Christ the of course. What Christ we got the Redeemer,
3: going on there? a
2: player in uh, just kicking a ball, and a, a couple
1: holidaying on a beach, <laughs> which I'm going to say bears no relation to any of the plot. <laughs> no, m- m- I'll tell you what, Mrs. Barnes does not make it to Brazil.
2: <laughs>
1: She's not on the plane. <laughs> she doesn't it's have a
2: speaking a, role this time, does I she? Don't know. <laughs> Doesn't get a word in. Um, so basically, what happens is uh, Cabral has been—he's uh, gone missing from training. Uh, they don't know why he's not there. And then this is also um, Steve Barnes. Six games from the end of the season has decided to totally do a tactical shake-up and play four up front for the next game. He's playing
3: four-two-four.
1: He's playing four. No, it, it transpires at
2: the end he's playing two-four-four.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> What? Two at the back? I don't really understand the formation no. referred to in this, because as he spends a long time at the end talking about how teams used to play 2-3-5 yeah. all the time. Yeah, but said, But it all really hangs on where you see the wing-backs as being in, it, in those. <laughs> the, 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 the point is, the greatest emphasis is on their two central defenders, one yeah. of whom is this rogue absentee cabal. Yes, and then they come down to training.
2: Steve Barnes turns to his assistant, Jock, and says, he must have guessed my thoughts. Jock
1: replies distance running it's distance running and it's distance run- and, they, and they were absolutely right to be, do a bit of distance yeah
2: running, and they do you can either go 10 mile run or 20 circuits of the football pitch and so that is their training to learn a new system for the new week <laughs>
3: <laughs> how does that help
1: i don't know it's not even really clear whether that so for example when he's talking about the the distance running so here's here's an interesting one uh Uh, There is a story told in these parts of the former player at Lettersford who went on to a nearby town as manager. He bought a young player from Northern Ireland. Uh, He was interested in tactics, muscle development, breathing exercises and dietary regimes. Uh, On arrival at his first English club, the player was dismayed to discover that training sessions consisted solely of jogging around the cinder track, that and nothing else. When he approached the manager and asked when they were going to do work with a football, the answer was simple. They were not going to see a ball for the whole week. The young man asked why and was told that they would not see a ball for six days, and so when Saturday came, they would be hungry for it. (laughs) Now, as I read that, I couldn't tell whether I was meant to find that like the most boneheaded suggestion ever or the most revolutionary idea. I mean, maybe that works to what extent is this Steve Bruce's managerial
2: philosophy well it's astonishing when you read this and you think that this man is currently competing about <laughs> against Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola <laughs> <laughs> because unless obviously there's as always we should say we're not talking about Steve Bruce we're talking about Steve Barnes yeah so maybe Steve
1: Bruce's knowledge is a lot better than Steve Barnes but Steve Barnes knows all about <laughs> but it's worth saying. It's worth saying, uh, Josh, that um, in a in a lovely bit of dedication to the project, uh, we actually went to watch Steve Bruce's uh, current team in action yeah. yes, at St. James's did. Park uh, a week and a half ago uh, before your tour when they date. They beat Manchester United. Won they now. beat Man United one nil in what was a really great result for Bruce Barnes. Would you say that Newcastle's players ran around like they'd been starved of a ball? <laughs> <from an artery? laughs> Do you think that was the key? Yeah, that was the key. <laughs> the long... I'll tell you what, Andy Carroll was starved at the ball yeah. when he came on to touch it once. <laughs> Andy Carroll entered his eighth day of not seeing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, was absolutely himself. ravenous by the
2: time we got into the dressing room. <laughs> to Give him a ball. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right, that's it for this edition of Now That's What I Call Quickly, Kevin. And do you know what I realised this morning? That that's actually a pun on Now That's... I just thought it was a 90s reference, but Now That's What I Call Music it was obviously a compilation of best singles, wasn't it? And that's what we're doing. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> that, can't understand. That pun, I realised that pun this morning after weeks of doing these episodes. <laughs> but we're ending these new episodes uh, with our new footballer's name, Chain Game. That's a good yeah. name for that, isn't it? Uh, OK, and, and, and the rules are you've got to string together footballers' names by linking first names with surnames back with a first name so they all make footballers. Uh, and uh, the best way to kind of understand this is for Josh to give us some examples of the uh, entries we've had in. OK, uh,
2: so um, this is from Samuel Blows. Samuel played this game with his friends uh, separately and this is his go. Michael, you will rule. Chris, if you count, and Michael, uh, you rule. So it's um, John Collins, Collins John, yeah. John Terry, Thierry Henry. And in th- at this point, he does just go into famous people. So he's gone with from Thierry Henry. He's gone into Henri Paul, who was, of course, <laughs> the <laughs> driver involved in the Death of Princess Diana. Oh, my God. And he's gone I mean, to I'll, Paul, I'll, Daniels, I'll Paul Daniels, into Daniel Day-Lewis, into Lewis Hamilton, into Hamilton Rickard, <laughs> into Richie Lambert, into Burt
0: Bacharach I mean, it, no, that's, it, no. it, that's why, why is he wasting my time? I don't know what to
2: say. What is that that's that's so funny? Fun. That was brilliant. I
0: loved it. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll allow one creative flourish okay. if it's amusing and it sort of gets you somewhere. <laughs> you can't have Paul Daniels. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: Stern John John Collins Collins John Jonathan David David James James Stewart Stuart Ripley believe it or not Nottingham <laughs> Forest, Forrest Lucas I don't know who that is and then Lucas Lever
0: Let's instill some kind of order here guys <laughs> I'd implore people not to instill order
2: I'll do what you want with it. <laughs> yeah.
3: If you, can get five, if you can get five names going and then throw in something that will really make us laugh, you're a winner in my eyes. <laughs> Whatever
2: you want, send them in. This is how you get in touch.
3: Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at QuicklyKevin. And sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. That's it for this week. We'll be back on Monday featuring a special guest, the creator of the famous game, Sensible Soccer. John Hare will be joining us on the show to discuss the creation of that wonderful, wonderful video game. Until then, Robbie Slater. See you later.
0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm.